can't stop laughing. So <laughs> I can't. Okay, fill the dear listeners in. I just sent Gemma a link to 19 minutes and 58 seconds into the third episode of Sex Life on Netflix. Gem, what did you say? <laughs> I, I, I'm speechless. I have no words. It is the world's biggest dick. <laughs> Everyone is talking about this dick. It's it's enormous. It's like it looks uncomfortable. <laughs> For who? For him. <laughs> that would that would weigh a few kgs. That no. Day. Oh my god! It's an actual baby's arm. <laughs> no, it's a baby's leg. It's a toddler's arm. That's how big it is. I don't think you've seen enough penises in your so, life. So, first of all, Revs, why were you watching this show? Because everyone is talking about this dick. What's the show called again? Sex Life. So, okay. So, it's trending on Netflix. Yeah, apparently it's a really bad show, but everyone's like, just go to 19 minutes and 58 seconds. <gasps> wow. Wow. A one, a two. We have a thousand things to do, but we'd rather chat to you. With emails and meetings and husbands and kids, we don't have time for this. Just what you need to basic bitches with a podcast. Hello and welcome to <laughs> We Don't Have Time For This. I'm your host, Gemma Pranita, aka Gemma Peanut on the gram, along with my co-host, Revs. Oh, Revsity Duda is back a D-Day. Oh, you started very high. I don't know. <laughs> I couldn't even join you. <laughs> You've got a pep in your step. Do I? Which is mighty surprising because we're in lockdown, baby. Yeah, I think we'll just call it three coffees and a Coke. That'll do it. That'll do it. How are you doing over there? Oh, look, if I'm really honest, I feel like I can't complain too hard. Old mate Gladdy B. Mm, love her. Love Gladdy B. But she's allowed for daycares. To I know. stay open. And she hasn't even restricted the fact that you have to be an essential worker only to send your kids to daycare. Everybody can send their kids to daycare. And it's, I have to be honest, it's a lifesaver. It really is. And it's the difference between the last <laughs> couple of lockdowns for me. This is my fourth lockdown now. Oh my God. <laughs> it's the difference between absolutely losing your mind, getting nothing done, productivity through the floor and okay, we can handle this. We yeah. can do this. Yeah, absolutely right. And yeah. I work from home full time. Yeah. My days don't look that different yeah if I'm honest yeah I mean miss hanging out with you yeah you too miss seeing you in the flesh oh babe oh babe so okay guys we're recording remotely today so if it sounds a little different soz we're doing our absolute best to bring you the potty even though we're not allowed to see each other let's be honest with the dls yeah dear listeners we did for a moment consider not recording this yeah we thought can we just have a week off (laughs) but then we couldn't do it to you Nah, couldn't do it i think more than ever yeah more than ever we need content friends yeah you know they they just need an escape so we're here to offer you a very r-rated escape why is it R-rated? I don't know. We just talked about a giant dick in the opener of this episode. See, you've never seen a dick like that. In real life? No! Have you? Yeah, I have. Have you? Yeah, I have. <laughs> Whoa. No, I haven't. This is not that big. I reckon it was. No, it's not. <laughs> it's especially flaccid. It's not. Oh, yeah, because it is a limp one in yeah. the show. Yeah. Here's when it was erect, yes, okay. but not when it was flaccid. Yeah, right. You'd be surprised. It was quite, he was a grower. <laughs> not a shower? Yeah. We can't put this in the episode. <laughs> uh, anyway, let's try and get our minds off the giant schlong and move on with the app. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> to 
turns out we can't. Close the window. Lockdown, lockdown, lockdown. It is such a buzzkill to not be the quote unquote envy of the world anymore. Oh, haven't the tables turned? It's not sitting well with me. Once upon a time, Australia was at the height of why aren't we there in the world right now? Australia's got it made. Zero cases, freedom, people like hosting events and barbecues. I mean, I literally fled the UK to come to Nirvana. Green pastures. That is Australia. And uh, I don't like being on the other side. It's not sitting well with me. I think the rest of the world is now like, they think we're under permanent house arrest in our country. Well, we are though. I know. We We, can't leave. We can't leave. No one can come in. And to our international listeners, they'll be like, oh, what? You had 22 cases today? Like that sounds laughable, but I guess we're always trying to stay at zero because we've got an opportunity to keep it at bay. And I know it's not perfect overseas, but you know, on Instagram, I'm seeing my friends in the UK, like out living their lives. My mate was in France today and her, there's music and her kids are dancing and it's like people all sitting out in the cafe. Okay. Okay. Oh, I'm I'm (laughs) going to rein you in for a second. Because something that often gets forgotten by Australians, but we haven't seen the catastrophic rates of death that has been happening the world over. We are in such a smug bubble and have been. This is why the whole vaccine conversation is such an issue here, because we're not seeing our neighbours lose loved ones or, you know, like we're just... We're a bit apathetic to it all. We are. And it's a problem. Unless you've got family overseas. Yes. People are desperate to reconnect with their family overseas right yeah and I must be definitely I'm in that camp I miss my dad I miss my brother I miss my family in Thailand and in the UK everybody but at the same time I have travel inertia yeah like I've become so accustomed now to not traveling overseas to staying in this Australian bubble that for a while there this felt like the safest place to be in the world yeah and now that the vaccine rollout has really cocked up as it would. There's a reason why it's called the vaccine stroll out. <laughs> oh my God, I haven't heard that. I really? love that. Oh my God, I love it too. What a cock up. Yeah. Like how could we fuck this up so bad? We are a wealthy country with resources and connections. No, it's simple. We backed the wrong horse. Yeah. That's what it came down to. Australia went, we're going to back this particular vaccine in this particular country, threw all this money into it and then that vaccine wasn't... It was a dud. It was a dud. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So here we are with the world world's slowest vaccine rollout waiting for our borders to open up again so that we can see our family and friends overseas or even our state borders like it's so funny because all the advertising that's been done over the last six months is still being rolled out and it's like holiday here this year this is like this big campaign that's going on in australia about travel in australia and see australia okay cool i'll book a flight to brizzy Oh, I can't go. It's cancelled. I do have to laugh because Australia's power couple sweethearts, Hamish Blake and Zoe Foster Blake, are the faces of Tourism Australia at the moment. And the ad tagline is like, Australia needs you, you know, to travel. And now it's like, so, you know, how you told me to book a trip to Queensland? It's been cancelled four times, Hamish. (laughs) Yeah. I know. And they themselves are in lockdown. (laughs) 
So it's just the irony. The irony. But you know what? It's all good hubris for fucking advertisers and politicians and all of us to just be like, you know what? I'm not in control of my life at any point, at any turn. Try and be present and all yeah. that stuff. On the vaccine front, though, it's really interesting the amount of vaccine hesitation there is in Australia. But the boomer generation. They're jumpy. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they don't want their AZ. No. They want that sweet, sweet Pfizer. They do. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Do you follow Jimmy Reese yeah. on Instagram? Yeah, of course. Have you seen his one about the wealthy upper class women over 60 from Brighton yeah. talking about the Pfizer? It is the funniest sketch <laughs> I've ever seen. Let's put a link in our show notes. Yeah, it's so good. It's so funny because I was having this big bitch like, oh, the boomers are so jumpy. You know, they want us to all be so careful around them. But when we have a baby, we're like, everyone who wants to come and see the baby needs to have a whooping cough vaccine. Get yourself vaccinated or you're not holding my newborn. (laughs) (laughs) So true. It's like exactly the same jumpiness. So I guess we need to sort of extend them a little bit of compassion. Yeah, absolutely. The reaction of COVID-19 to people who are compromised in their health or older, much more impactful than young, healthy folk. And this new fucking strain. The Delta strain. It's just... Boring. I'm over COVID. I am over COVID. COVID, wrap it up. Your cab's here. We're done. We're done with this. (laughs) (laughs) Do you know who else I feel for? Uh, Pregnant women or women struggling with infertility. Yes. And again, I understand their vaccine hesitation. Yeah, I understand their vaccine hesitation and no one else's. (laughs) (laughs) Let's get fucking vaccinated. Although, like, you know, the AstraZeneca thing's a real fear. No, it is. There's so much mixed message out there. Oh, the messaging has been deplorable. The comms on this is just through the floor. Yes. And because we don't have a leader, we've got. We're getting so political. Well, we don't. He's not a leader. He's such a bumbling twat burger. (laughs) I'm so done with him. We need Gladys to run the whole country. Uh, Or can we have Jacinda Ardern? (laughs) I know. Can New Zealand just lend us Jacinda Ardern? Love Jacinda. Can we just look? Let me say it. Can we just get a woman in charge of this? We need a mum to organise this shit sandwich into a a ship shape home girl you are fiery about this i'm i'm pissed i feel like you read an article recently or something (laughs) read an article (laughs) like you read an article (laughs) no i'm informed i'm an informed bitch you seem freshly fired up (laughs) i'm just pissed off that i thought i'd beat the system by escaping the uk coming home everyone was so jealous of me living in my haven of an island and now i'm in the worst position so are your friends back in scotland like traveling the greek islands or something is that what you're witnessing yes and i saw goldie horn in the greek islands this morning and goldie she, was, horn? she was dancing in slow motion she's goals how dare she i love goldie horn i love her daughter more oh okay <laughs> <laughs> did you know what i don't have time for this week what don't you have time for I don't have time for the way my mum grandparents my kids. Oh, God. You just love to just hang a juicy bit of meat out there for your grandma shark. Do, 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 do. She's going to call you and be so cross, but go for it. Tell no, us no, all. no. I think she'll understand my frustrations. Oh, God. Okay. Let's hear it. Hear me out. Can I just declare up front? I love you, Phil. You're like another mother to me. Oh, my God. I love my mum, too. Do you? <laughs> 
so much. Because <laughs> she's your housekeeper? Do you, no, do you know what it is? She's undoing my good parenting work. Okay. And she's smug about it. She knows it. So, you know those stupid little roundabout rides that you get at the mall outside, like a big W oh. or a Target? And they're like hideous. It's like a Thomas the Tank Engine or like the Wiggles. And it's like three cars and your kid can sit in them. You pop in a gold coin and then off it goes. No, it's like $4 now. I know! <laughs> and it takes card. Tap and go. I know. And you can't walk anywhere because you're trying to get back to the car. And usually by the time you're schlepping back to the car with your three bags of shopping, the kids are past it. They're hungry. You need to get home. Someone's cracking it. Someone needs to be fed. And they're like, oh, can we have a ride in the Peppa Pig mobile? So I have always led my kids to believe they they don't move. <laughs> that they're stationary objects. Oh my God. Then the novelty wear off because it did nothing. And I was like, sweet. Cut two, going to the mall with my mum. And she's enabling them. Oh. Not only does she let them have one ride, but every time they ask for more, she caves. <laughs> and I'm like, bitch, please. <laughs> like, look what you have done. And my mum was like, oh, it's fine. It's fine. It's my treat. That's the joy of being a grandmother is I get to spoil them how I want to. So I'm like, all right, you make your bed, you lay in it. Anyway, Ford goes later, <laughs> clocking up close to 20 bucks now. Oh my God. My mum's finally had enough. Yep. And what happens? The kids kick a bitch fit. They're <laughs> like, no. And like Iggy, calm, oh, placid, yeah. my no, potato no, no. with a pulse. Nah, he's got tantrum in him oh. now girl yeah. like he was he did the stiff as a board my mom oh. tried to lift him out of the thomas the tank <laughs> engine one and he just went like stiff as a board doing the head throwback and carrying on and i was like there you go look what you've done and she mom was like oh shit can i just remind everyone that this is my mother who my entire life would never let me buy merchandise yeah so if we went to SeaWorld, and you know those places, yeah. they force you to walk through the merch yep. store yep. to exit. Yep. Always blanket rule. Nope, nope. Overpriced, plastic, waste of space, waste of time. Not doing it. And so I grew up always knowing that. And the same went with those freaking rides at malls. She never let me and my brother on those things. <sighs> ever. Oh my God. Ever. And now here she is enabling my children and literally enabling. turning them into brats. I guess that's what grandparents do. The undoing. I know. Can you just like compartmentalize it for them where it's like, Yai lets you do that. Mummy doesn't. Well, that's just how it's going to have to be. It's going to have to be. If you want to draw this hard line on their childhood, no merch, no rides, no fun, you guys. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. Sit there with your wooden rainbow and be happy. <laughs> Get back on the xylophone or I don't want to hear about it. <laughs> okay. I have to laugh, Revs, because you know how last week we talked about the tooth fairy? Yeah. And you know how we talked about how there'll be some small mum run business? <laughs> oh, I've seen the DMs. I know! <laughs> so many DLs sent us links to beautiful tooth fairy teeth boxes. I know. And with engraving. I know. There you go. Ask and you shall receive. I was like... Add to cart. Did you see though? Someone slid in and was like, just letting you know this is available. There's someone out there who knits bears and then knits your kid's full set of teeth into the bear. I've never been more horrified in my life. It is 
terrifying and disgusting. Won't be frequenting that mum run yeah, business. Yeah, won't be. <laughs> that can't be run by a mum. That's got to be a weird witchy spinster in the woods who's like, I know what I'll create, a tooth bear. Something weird. Oh, it's so Something's gnarly. going on there if you go, I know what my purpose in life is. I'm going to make bears with whole sets of human children's teeth. <laughs> That's something people will want. I bet there is a niche market of people who are like, that's what I've been looking for. (laughs) I've been trying to think, what do I do with my kids' teeth? I know, I'll sew them into a soft toy. (laughs) And not like inside, you guys, like as a set of teeth. It's fucking gnarly. It's so scary. (laughs) Have you seen breast milk jewellery? No, that is not a thing. I gotta say, I was tempted at one point. What? I don't know. I was so attached to breastfeeding. I loved breastfeeding Isla. What is breast milk jewelry first? So you just send off a sample of your, like you send off some of your breast milk and they turn it into like an opaly kind of jewel. No, You you can wear it as a ring or a necklace. No, no. What? (laughs) What? It's less offensive than the tooth bear. Okay, look, I get that they call it liquid gold, but yeah. it's not actual gold. Like, it's, nah, it's taking it too far. Breast milk? Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Don't know if we can be friends. <laughs> we done. We done. We done. Does your mum give them sugary treats? And, yes! Yeah, because you don't really do that. No! Yeah. Every single week she makes cookies with Rafa, but then she also... Nothing wrong with cookies. Nothing wrong with chocolate sugar-filled packet Once a mix. week. Fine. There's she... eggs in there. Protein. <laughs> but before we get to the cookie baking, mm. she's already taken Raf to a cafe mm-hmm. to get her a baby chino with a marshmallow and a gingerbread cookie with hundreds and thousands on it. Fancy icing. I know she's a quapper, but that's the whitest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> <laughs> you need to explain to our DLs what a quapper is. Oh, quarter Asian baby. When I was pregnant with Raf, I could not stop looking up the hashtag quapper babies <laughs> and happer babies. So happer is half Asian babies. Quapper is quarter Asian babies, as Rev said. It's such an addictive hashtag. I don't know why, but I think it's because it's like the pick and mix of genes. Yeah. Where you're like, I don't know what I'm going to get. Yeah. And you just blindly mix in DNA and it's like, cool, I got a full corky chalky baby yeah. or I got a full Asian throwback baby. Yeah. And it's, it's kind of fun. I mean, there was almost no mystery for me when my kids were coming out. No. I was like, I think I think they're going to be super white with fair hair and blue eyes. Oh, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> That's what you got. What a mystery. <laughs> my sister, though, she's dark. Her husband's dark and they've got a blonde kid with blue eyes. With blue eyes. Yeah. Weird. I find that weird and what? wonderful and fascinating. It's- Genes are wild. I know this is the world's most obvious statement, but I still can never get over it. When you look at a kid and you're like, wow, they are half mum, half dad. Mm. Like, I know that's really fucking obvious, but to just see it and be like, ha, that's a real gene collab. Yeah. (laughs) Your husband is just dominating. Well, everyone says that, right? Iggy is throwing you. Well, actually, while everyone says, oh my God, Raph is a clone of Hubs, she's actually a clone of my mum. Yeah, which I said from day one. You did say that. You made that call. And if I look at old photos of my mum, I'm like, holy shit, Mm. that is Rafa as a six-year-old. Yeah, totally. It's wild. Yeah. She's got the smiley eyes grin Mm. of your husband. Yes, yes. That's what what people are seeing. Totally. You're so right. Especially because that's the only face she has on your Instagram. (laughs) That's why people think she looks like him. Why? 
do I just have a permanent resting bitch face? And people are like, oh, Rafa looks nothing like you because you bitch. <laughs> it's so funny you say that because my daughter Isla looks like her dad and like her dad's family. But then when she was a baby, she'd frown and people would go, oh, there you are. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, she looks like you right now. And I was like, all right. <laughs> Thanks. I'm running off to get Botox. <laughs> Speaking of, 33 eps in and I still haven't made a Botox appointment. What is going on? I think you just don't want it. No, I do. I just want to look less haggard. But literally in our first episode, Rez, yeah, we talked about me getting Bobo and I still haven't done it. Pretty sure I've had it three times since we started this podcast. What is going on? I can't help you with this. You realize this is one of those things you're just going to have to book. Do you know what I think it is? It's my fear of needles. I was, well, yes. I mean, this is <laughs> plain as day. I know, but I want the treatment. It's not comfortable, but it's fine. I know. They, they, I will say like, I've YouTubed it. Yeah. And the needles do look so tiny, like acupuncture needles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, probably smaller. My advice would be put your earbuds in. Why? Well, the f- thing that made me faint the first time I got it was hearing it go in. What? But I'm a bit sonically sensitive. <laughs> sounds it. Like sounds creep me out almost more than... Smells? Smells and looks and things. Really? Yeah. Like the sound of things. Like if I heard some, like if I heard a tendon snap or a bone break or a, something goopy, I get grossed out. I'm very smell sensitive. Yeah. The gag on me. We know my gag reflexes. Yeah. We've talked about this, but my ability to dry reach. I know. It's just on the surface, guys. It's frightening. It's just there, ready to go. And when you're pregnant, it's like the superpower no one wants. I know. <laughs> I remember watching you change Rafa's nappy when you were pregnant, dry retching. Just, I thought you were going to spew on her belly. <laughs> you were so, you just couldn't do it. I was like, do you want me to do that? Yeah, it's a problem. I'm such a sensitive little flower, but even flowers in a room. <laughs> <laughs> can affect me (laughs) sorry i didn't make myself clear (laughs) i meant dead flowers (laughs) i meant dead flowers so my least favorite (laughs) smell in the world is dead flower water oh it's rank it is so rank yeah it stinks it's so bad (laughs) it's like pond scum it is it probably is like pond scum same family. So I love miso soup. Yeah. So Revs and I have a mutual love for Jap. Yeah. Love Sick Japanese food. Oh, we could eat it for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Yeah. Sick for a miso soup. Love it. But I have to block my nose when I drink it <laughs> because to me. Is that what you're doing? Yes. Yes. I thought it was one of your weird sip things. It is a weird thing. But to me, look. You're I... so weird. You know that, right? Like, I love you. You're so weird. Okay, I challenge anyone to have a really good smell of miso soup and tell me it doesn't smell like a fish tank. It stinks like a fish tank. Smell is half of taste. Nah. Yes, it is. (laughs) Proven. Science. Not to me. (laughs) So you just like the texture of miso? Hey, on the topic of this. (laughs) Whatever, weirdo. But sure, move us on. Move us on. On the topic of smell, Simone, who I work with, her husband lost his taste and smell. Does he have COVID? No, he had an accident many oh, years right. ago. Oh, right. Okay, sorry. Don't you feel awkward now? Yes. And I find it fascinating. 
And I've been asking him all these questions like, so Simone can fart in bed <laughs> and you'd never know. And he's like, that's correct. So you went too first. <laughs> I did. But then conversely, he was like, I can't smell myself. Oh. So when I'm getting a bit on the nose, because I've been to the gym or whatever. Oh, shit. She's the first to tell him, mate, you got to sort your shit out. You stinky. You stinky. But what about food then? Food must have lost all its pleasure. Yes. So that's why he's this health freak. Yeah, you would be though, wouldn't you? Yes. Because for him it's like, why wouldn't I just eat all the healthy things in life? Because I can't taste them. He did say though texture plays a part, like how things move around in his mouth matters. But Take what you can get, I guess. (laughs) But the fascinating thing for me is that he can never tell when one of his girls has done a poo in their Ah, nappy. Ah, convenient. Yeah. <laughs> Problematic for Sim. Yeah, strong dad flex there. Yeah. <laughs> I think there are a lot of dads out there who pretend they can't smell their farts or their kids' poos. Or pretend they can't hear their kid waking up in the night. Yeah. That's another one. Mm. My husband could literally sleep through an atomic bomb. But then I'm like, is it selective? Oh, for sure it is. Sure. Must be. There's no reason to do a 25 minute poo, is there? So, you know, this is like a thing that dads do. We're like 25 minutes in and we've shat on dads. We've shat on grandparents, covered off boomers. (laughs) We're mad at the politicians. (laughs) Who do we like? Are we angry? (laughs) Yeah, who do we like? Who do we like? Let's be positive. Um... (laughs) Back to grandparents undoing your good work. Yeah. I have to confess something. What? I've had two DMs Mm. from people out in the world, pre-lockdown, obviously, who have seen Rafa out and about with her dummy in. What? At the park. Nah. Yeah, with her grandparents. She doesn't have she hasn't had a dummy in months since Easter. Well, I know, it was like this big deal thing we went over on the podcast and everyone knows Rafa's not got a dummy anymore, which is probably why people were like, That's Rafa. Hang on a second. She's sucking back like Maggie Simpson. Okay, I need to get to the bottom of this. I, I reckon I have a theory. Okay. First of all, it definitely would have been with my in-laws <laughs> when you refer to grandparents. There's no way my mum or stepdad EJ would have let her have a dummy. Okay, this is what I reckon. Okay. Rafa's bestie Riley left her dummy at our house. And I reckon, because it happens quite often. And then I reckon Rafa's found the dummy. Snaked it. Snaked it. Pocketed it. Because that's what she does. Yeah, she's a little klepto now. She's a full-blown klepto. She knew she was in the company who enable her. (laughs) She's like, I'm with dad's parents. They're like, yeah, anything goes. My mother-in-law, she's always straight up like, but I'm her grandma. Same theme. Same theme. Different parents. Yep. It kills my vibes. You know what, Kez? I know you listen to the potty. (laughs) Did Rafa go out with a dummy? I'd love it if it was your mom and she's like, shut the fuck up and found out. (laughs) (laughs) She just keeps a special dummy just for Rafa in her purse. Imagine. So I bought a bed this week. Here we go. I've always wanted a king bed. Oh my God. And I've done it. You've done it. I've done it. No, you know what? Graduating to a king is a big fucking deal. I was away in Byron last week and I was sleeping on like a smaller bed. And when the kids came in for a cuddle in the middle of the night, it was so uncomfortable. And I fucked my back, my neck, everything. I was creaky. I was like cranky all week. And I was like, you know what? It's time. It's time to upgrade to a king bed. I'm all for it. You know my whole thing about sleep. Yeah. My philosophy is that you literally spend a third of your life sleeping in a bed. Yeah. That's where you got to invest your hard-earned dollars. Totally. So... Where did you buy your mattress? Where did you test them? Um, 
Well, this is part of the problem. <laughs> I bought it online. Okay. Okay. What? Why would you? Okay. Because I wanted it the next day. Revs, this is, you are such an instant gratification I am. person. I am. I am. You need to get more planny in your life. I'm quite planny in my work life. I know you are, but in your personal life, you're like, I want a king. I want it now. Found it online. Haven't done the research. Boom. Bye. <laughs> Hope it fits. <laughs> But you know me, I am all for online shopping. Yeah. But there are certain things in life that should never be bought online. And one of them is beds. What else is there? Make a list. Uh... <laughs> Your wedding dress. Your wedding dress. Yeah. Don't buy that shit online. But you don't need that the next day. You know, I needed a bed the next day. I decided I wanted a king. I wanted it now. Ordered. Delivered. A little bit firm. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Is it? Too firm. <laughs> oh no, this is why you have to go and try beds. And I didn't, I was like, I don't want soft, but then do I want medium? I don't know. Maybe I want firm. And I got a mattress topper. It did help. Okay. But, uh. Okay. Can I just express something? Yes. I've got a few friends now who have bought mattresses online. Yep. All of them unanimously needed to go and buy the mattress topper. Yeah. Because they realized it was too firm. Yeah. Now I'm all about firm bed. Are you? Yes. Okay. But there's firm and then there's fucked firm. Yeah. It's a little bit of a table. <laughs> oh, no. No. I could definitely eat dinner on it. No. Oh, shit. I know. It's actually quite nice to sleep on. It's just when you sit on it, it doesn't feel like a bed. It feels like a display. <laughs> there are so many shades of firm. We graduated to a king bed. It was a big deal in our household as well. But Hubs and I went to, I think it was 40 Winks, one of those like, of stores. Of course you did, because this is so you guys. I'm not exaggerating. We spent two hours <laughs> in the store. I lay on every single bed. Then I narrowed it down to three. Okay. And then I lay on all three beds in three different orders because you know how you get influenced by the one before that might be slightly softer blah 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 blah, blah. i hate myself i know people are gonna hate me and be like you are insufferable gem but no regrets welcome to gem is better than kate fm <laughs> <laughs> where yet again we prove gem is better than kate <laughs> dear listener another thing i need to expose about revs <laughs> Now, we know she's got a fine eye for interiors. She can style a space beautifully. Her creative directiveness comes into that really well. However, she makes the biggest faux pas of them all when it comes to buying furniture for a space. She does not measure anything. She just goes, like the look of that, add to cart, boom, it arrives, shit doesn't fit. That's all right. I'll hock it off on Facebook Marketplace and buy something else. You know, yes. she, you're just so... like. It takes nothing to pull out a measuring tape, oh. read the numbers on the website, measure it out in the space with oh, your tape measure. Snooze. It's the time. The, Is this like well, people who want a gallery wall so they get out like masking tape and like lay it out on the wall before they hammer a nail in? Why? What do you do? Just start hammering. <laughs> You'll work oh it out. <laughs> It'll all come together. So Rev's <laughs> bought this beautiful coffee table from Facebook Marketplace. Oh, I love it it's so much. It's stunning. But it is enormous it's aggressively large it's so large. <laughs> like it comes out past the length of the couch but one day when i own a beautiful beach house it'll go beautifully in the outdoor setting it will it absolutely <laughs> will but it's like in 25 years time just measure it just me like oh, the but amount i wanted it gem i, I know, wanted Rebs, it but the amount of time that you spend then having to like relist an item that you bought online to then sell it and then buy another item find an air tasker guy to go and pick it up and deliver it to your house like all you needed to do was whip out a tape measure yeah you're doing the thing that i hate the most in life which is 
bothering me with details. Okay, <laughs> It's like when I ask for directions from a computer or a human and someone says, head south on. I'm like, no, no, no. Don't come at me with south. I don't know what south means. Say, go that way, turn left, and then you'll see a pretty fire hydrant. That's when you want to hang a right. You know, I need descriptives. Yeah, yeah, I'm with you on this I one. need to be painted a picture. And that's what I do with interiors. I'm like, oh, yes, that's the right vibe. Let me get a look at it. Does it look like it'll fit? Yep. <laughs> Let's get it over here. <laughs> oh, I hate being directionally challenged. And I'm with you on the north, south, east, west. Yeah, it's, fuck it's, that shit. I'm like, why? Unless I'm staring at the ocean, I know that means... Um, <laughs> what does it mean, Rex? Never eat soggy east. No, does it? <laughs> I mean, yes, we live on the east coast. Yes. So if I'm <laughs> so if I'm looking at the ocean, I know to my left is north. Correct. Yes, that's the only that's that's, and I usually can find my way to water. So that's how I do it. That's a good starting point. Yes, yes. I'm not like I I have a good sense of direction, but I couldn't label it. What about those people who can literally navigate by looking at stars? Well, are you talking about a wayfinder? <laughs> or Moana? I'm not <laughs> sure. The indigenous peoples of this country? Sure. But me, when I like series like head south and in 300 meters, I'm like, 300 meters? <laughs> is that this street or the next one? <laughs> I don't know what 300 meters is. Just say, not this one. <laughs> if Siri could just say, not this one. <laughs> At the next street with the green tree, turn left. You know, I would appreciate it actually if she goes in three lefts time, turn (laughs) left. Like that would help me. Yes. Because I'm with you. I struggle with distances. Like I don't know what the difference is between 300 meters and like a kilometer. (laughs) Really? I mean, that I could probably do. (laughs) I just know if it says Ks, I'm like, ah, we can chill for a bit. (laughs) Until it says 500 meters, then I pay attention. (laughs) get stressed i'm just like if it's four k in four kilometers keep to the right i'm like yeah later me can worry about that (laughs) but if she's talking in meters i need to be alert you know speaking of navigational (laughs) not on the episode plan you know you know you can buy navigational voiceovers for google maps yes like billy Connolly. yes and i've always wanted john cleese oh lovely like, imagine having John Cleese telling you where to go. It would just make my heart so happy. What, 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 do, what does he say? At the roundabout, turn left. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that sounds fun. That was a bit hybrid Attenborough. <laughs> Wasn't quite right. <laughs> I wouldn't mind David Attenborough telling just me where like to go. Just like British man in his 70s. <laughs> Generic British, British grandfather. grandfather. <laughs> giving you all the directions. Oh. Tally-ho! <laughs> So what were we going to talk about in this episode? Oh, do you know what I don't have time for? What don't you have time for, Revzy? Hormones. Oh, yeah. I want to bring something up. Talk to me. <clears throat> I feel like as women, we're supposed to deny the existence of hormones. Because, Says who? Well, According to who? Well, well, I feel like it's the great unsaid, right? We don't want to talk about hormones and how debilitating or discombobulating they can be because then it's like something that can be weaponized against us by the patriarchy, right? It's like, yeah. oh, can you really be prime minister if you could get your period every month? So we don't like to have it on the table as a discussion about something that really affects us because then it makes us seem weaker or like we're not capable. Yeah. However, can we have a frank and honest conversation about how hormones fuck you up? Yeah, and I think I, I 100% agree with you. And I think there's a changing of the guard here. 
it's become more acceptable now. Like women are talking much more openly online about their moon cycle. Yep. <laughs> Do you mean period? <laughs> I like to Do call it. Do you mean it, menstrual cycle? I like to call it moon cycle. All right. Cool. Sounds cute. You do you. My moon cycle. Because I think you're right. There was a time where it was like when you're pregnant as well, you don't want to come across as not capable at doing your job. Yeah. So things like having baby brain is yep. something that you wouldn't necessarily sing out about yep. at your job because because I feel like women are constantly having to prove and reprove I, they can do their yeah, job. Prove and reprove that they can absolutely do their job. Yeah. But the fact of the matter is hormones and all that shit, it does impact us. It's so real. Yeah. It's so real. And it's invisible, right? To everyone else. Yep. And often to ourselves, like you might have like a day where you're like feeling out of control. I had a day yesterday where I got really fucking teary. I felt out of control and upset about stupid shit. And then I got my period, (laughs) you know, and it's like, ah, okay. I'm just tired of pretending they're not a thing, you know? So what's the answer? I just want it to be acknowledged that, I don't know. I guess I don't know. Mm. It's a tricky one. I think it's a good thing that it's spoken about more publicly. Yeah. I do see women unapologetically saying like, oh, it's that time of the month. I'm losing my shit over here, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Without thinking of the consequences of work necessarily. I just think it can be like this weird thing where we throw our life into play. Like hormones are wreaking havoc on you and then you try and attach it to something going on in your life. When actually if you were like, oh, it's hormones. Oh, that's why I feel crazy. It's just freeing to sort of understand, accept and and look hormones in the face. That's what I want to do. It's just that they creep up on me. Oh, every and, single time. And then I think something's actually wrong in my life or I'm upset about something or something's not going well or whatever. And then I'm like, oh no, it was just fucking hormones. Oh, my period sneaks up on me every time because it's inconsistent. Yeah. And when it arrives, I'm always like, oh, and then I have to go and apologize to my husband <laughs> for being a narky bitch. Yeah. But I just feel like at the stage of life we're at too, the like hormones are shifting and changing. I mean, we haven't even experienced menopause. Or perimenopause. What's I hear perimenopause? That's, it's like pre-menopause and I hear it's wild. What? Yeah. It can be wilder than menopause. Oh God. I'm go scared. for a while. I'm not scared. Bring on menopause. What? So that you're on the other side of no it? No more menstruation. Yeah. No more moon cycle. (laughs) Shut up. I don't enjoy a bleed. I don't enjoy it. There's actually a part of me that really enjoys it. Because for me, there's so much buildup. I feel like a swollen balloon. Mm -hmm. And then when my period comes, it's like someone's popped it. And and the relief that I get Mm -hmm. is like... But if you weren't a swollen balloon, would you still need the release, you know? Yeah, I see what you're saying. You're just saying I hate every aspect of your period. I'm just saying I I hate every aspect of being a woman. (laughs) I think that's it's so good now that we have miscarriage leave. I saw that that has been legislated. It's so fantastic. So important. That is progress yeah, to me. And that's so huge. necessary. Well, yeah, because the hormones that surge through your body when you've had a miscarriage are so intense but, and you should not have to front up to work in that condition. But also grief. Yes, absolutely. That's another added layer. Like if you were to lose a loved one, you would have compassionate leave. Yeah. I know some people can be really heartless about this and be like well but it's not a fully formed thing if you lost it in your first trimester for example it's interesting how people are so much more compassionate towards people who suffer pregnancy loss later in pregnancy yeah but the the minute you find out you're pregnant there's an attachment that happens instantly i just think it's really good that there's that sort of forced rest because i know if it was me i'd probably be like i know i want to work i want to be back at work i want to be distracted and actually it would be really important to take that time to sort of let your body process things let your heart process things now, do you think that there is risk of um, abusing this no, privilege? No, I don't. I really hope not. I don't. Who would do that? I mean, sure, of course there's risk, but 
you know, that's not worth not doing it. Oh, I 100% agree. Yeah. Are you in touch with like the four seasons of your cycle? Have you ever looked into that or read anything about that? I've not heard anything about that, but I can tell you when I'm ovulating. Can you? 100%. Because you feel it or what's going, what goes on? Because of what happens to my discharge. Okay. (laughs) Straight in. Whoa, sorry. This is a no holds barred podcast, friends. I know, but uh, yep. Okay, so what happens? Oh my god! Come on, everyone is going to be nodding along yeah, with me, yeah, being yeah. like, they "Yeah, get the yeah, clag. yeah, the clag glue in yeah. your undies." That's to catch the spermies. I know. Yeah. Sometimes I have to change my undies like a few times a day. Yeah, for if sure. I'm really honest. So what I really more meant was like emotionally. Okay, sorry. <laughs> All right, talk to me about for your sure, Vivaldi let's... four seasons. I love that you were like off breast milk jewelry, but you're like, how about my discharge? <laughs> I hate the word discharge. It's horrible. It's like um It's like uh this can go. It's <laughs> this just can leave now. An awful word, discharge. <laughs> it's like I hate the word ointment. I've oh, always ointment. hated ointment. I don't know why, but it makes my blood crawl. Ointment. It's up there with moist. Mm, I quite enjoy the word moist. Okay. I do. Okay, freaky. Moist muffin. <laughs> okay, freaky bitch. <laughs> I go really hard on online shopping when I'm ovulating. Really? Yeah, because I'm like firing on all cylinders. Obviously, my body wants to get something done, you know, and I find myself buying a lot of stuff. How bizarre. Yeah, I think it's when I'm ovulating or is it just after? Now I want to like suss out my own behavior. Yeah, yeah. It's really great and it really helps you feel in control Mm. of your hormones and emotions around it. Wait, how would that actually help you in life? Are you going to be like in a shopping frenzy and you're like, Kate, stop. You're this ovulating. is your hormones. Yes. You're ovulating. Yes. That's exactly what it does. You know how sometimes just labeling something helps you move through it or past it? You don't do enough therapy to understand the power oh of labeling. Oh my God, here we go with the smug therapist. I'm not smug. You are so smug about your own therapy. I'm not smug. I just know it's the best way through life. <laughs> you done? <laughs> okay. So the four seasons are you start off your cycle with winter, day one to five. So that's your period, right? Mm-hmm. So then you're like in winter and oh. you're like, fuck this shit. It sucks. My Everything hurts. and I'm so cranky. Story checks. Exactly. However, you have the superpower of releasing unnecessary tension. What you talked about, that kind of like at least there's a release and it's starting to sort of move on. Can I just chime in for a second? Yeah. Again, TMI. But I poo more <laughs> during my period. You don't? I'm out. Bye. I'm hanging up now. (laughs) Hear me out, Rev. I'll go and observe my own behaviours during my cycle. Yeah. I challenge you to to observe my bowels. Yes. (laughs) Yes. It's very cleansing. It's like every... (laughs) It's like everything's emptying out. No, nothing is more annoying than a poo and a tampon at the same time. It's bin day. It's no, disturbing. It's, no, it's like bin day. Okay? No. Out, out with all the rubbish. It's all about cleansing. Yeah, poo and a tampon is not great. I just can't. I can never get over the fact that, like, where we have sex is also where we shit. <laughs> Why does it have to be that way? I don't know. Why can't we have other holes like on our bellies (laughs) for sex? (laughs) Somewhere or somewhere else. God, we have a lot of orifices that people use for sex. Trust me. What an insight. (laughs) Tell me more. Can we talk about eargasms? What? Have you never had an eargasm? Wait, what? (laughs) What? 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 (laughs) What is it? I I thought I was the most sexually experienced one of this duo. 
<laughs> Turns out, no. Jem's got a whole new hole. <laughs> Talk it up. It's... Are you talking about just like licking and biting yes! it? Oh, okay. Well, no, no penis play. Well, I either. wasn't sure what you meant when you said we've got all kinds of orifices. <laughs> All right, well, yeah, we all love to lick an ear. Is that all you got? That's all I'm contributing. Can I go back to the seasons? Yeah, sorry. Okay, so you've had winter. You've had your period. I'll stop derailing you. Good. You come out of winter into spring. You pet back into your step. This is like day six to 11, Is this peak performance? Yeah, this is springtime. This is when, like, everything's firing. You're starting to feel more energy. You've got more motivation. You're full of hope, optimism, all sorts of great things. And the superpower that comes with spring is you're really curious. It's like when creativity is at its highest is when you're in spring. You've been struck with inspiration. Yes. Then you move into summer. Mm-hmm. which is day 12 to 19. Surely this is when you ovulate. So you're glowier, it says here. Your estrogen is peaking and you're about to ovulate. So you find yourself with heaps of energy, feeling like a social butterfly, dazzling your way through any work presentation. And, <laughs> and biology means that you're more likely to be horny. Yes, I think everyone can agree that that's when you want it the most. For sure. And I feel like men can smell it on you. <laughs> Gross. <laughs> but that would make sense. We're on it? heat. <laughs> You're in hell. That bitch is in heat. <laughs> and then after summer, you go into autumn. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. And this is where the leaves start to turn. During autumn, your estrogen dips. Progesterone rises. And it's time to chill. Put on Netflix. You may notice you have less energy and you feel like there are only certain people or sometimes no people that you want to be around. Oh, so you become more of an introvert. This is when you start to get PMS. Oh, yeah. This is And this is normal. It can be really difficult to deal with or explain to other people. True. Be gentle with yourself. Curl up on the couch. Sounds good. What's the superpower of autumn? Let's see. There is Now one. is your best time to make decisions. What? what? This is a great time to write a pros and cons list. Things become clearer because you're not in like a manic kind of firing on all cylinders, dazzly phase. You're more centered, I would say. I like it. Yeah, cool. All right. Oh, then there's like a little caveat at the end of this article that says one size doesn't fit all. <laughs> let's, not, let's not read that one. Duh. <laughs> like anything but yeah it's interesting right yeah like to like have that info and kind of absorb it and then when you're in those seasons of your cycle you can be like oh i know why i just spent four hundred dollars on assembly label because (laughs) i was firing in my springtime and then do you return that stuff in your fall yeah have we met i know i never return anything i know I just put it in the corner and pretend I never bought it. You have a shopping problem. I don't. You do. Do I? In a good way. Is there a good way? (laughs) Do you know what? You're a retailer's dream because you don't return anything. I know. Even when it doesn't fit. No, just keep it. Give it to someone. Whatever. Yeah. Move on. They prey on peeps like you. All right. Welcome to gemisbetterthanrevs.com. This is Kate speaking. Speaking of shopping, do you have a not sponsored? Yes, I do have a not sponsored. Excellent. And I feel like this might be a particularly helpful one. Okay. For people who have busy babes that won't sit still while getting their hair brushed. Oh. So if you haven't heard of it, happy hairbrush. Oh, I have heard of it. Will change your life. Okay. Now, I was skeppy. I saw a couple of influencers on the gram promote this brush and mm-hmm. I was like... You getting paid? You yeah. bitches getting paid? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But then I was a desperado because, as we know, Rafunzel, as we call her, has hair down to her butt crack. Raf's got that really annoying hair where it's super, super fine, mm. super knotty and requires yes. brushing every single day. I have to bribe her to get her to sit still. I'll put on bluey and then I'll bribe her with vitamin gummies sure. at the end. Mm-hmm. I invested in a happy hairbrush. 
gave it a red hot go. It's good. Yeah. It does what it says it will do. There's something in the design where it detangles the hair but reduces the amount of pull and yeah, tug. Yeah, right. So, so that you're, hurt it doesn't hurt as much. Is it better than a tangle teaser? You know I'm a huge fan of the tangle Me teaser. Me too. I've got, I've got one. Isla's got one. Yeah, I do love a tangle teaser. Put it this way. I would say that it's not as effective as a tangle teaser. Yep. But for a toddler, it does cause significantly less pain. Okay. So they're more patient to sit getting their hairbrush by a happy hairbrush than, <laughs> than a mum being rough and quick yep. with a tangle teaser. Hence the name. I'm so lucky because Isla's never been funny about having a hairbrush. Oh, dream. Yeah, but I don't really know what I did to deserve that. She's just always been fine with it. I will say that Rafa was more problematic with getting her hair done in the early days. But now that she's a little bit older, she quite enjoys a hairdo. She does love a hairdo. I mean, she has requests now I know like some days it's I want Anna hair I want Elsa hair I want a unicorn tail blah okay. blah blah um, <laughs> what's a unicorn tail just a ponytail oh, right. but oh, you know cute. unicorn just makes it sound a bit more whimsy yes yes love it <laughs> so happy hairbrush check it out I got the small size for Rafa I wouldn't necessarily recommend it for adults because I still stand by the tangle teaser yep. being being the holy grail for hair but uh, definitely worth considering for your little ones alright that's a goodie so my I, not sponsored, yes. is a candle. Oh, I love have you Have you ever done a candle? No, I've done an oil. I'm I've, excited for this. I've done a nice smelling oil, but I've never done a candle. But I love a candle. So do I. Bitch loves a candle. Talk to me. Okay, so it's by a company called Feel Good Pilates. That is so Wait, what? I know. That's so random. I know. But, you know, it is what it is. Yep. And it's called, wait for it, speaking of well-named products, smells good. (laughs) (laughs) And it does. I bet this candle surprised you. Like you had it and you were like, smells good by, what's it, Pilates? Feel good Pilates. Feel good Pilates. And then you lit it and you're like, oh, damn. That's exactly what happened. Oh, (laughs) damn. That's exactly what happened. I sniffed it and I was like, oh, my God. It's like like laundry and citrus in one. I don't know how I feel about that. Now, I don't normally like a citrus candle. Neither. This is a very soft back note. Okay. Of like, um, and it's quite bitter, like a blood orangey kind Ooh, of. It's okay. not like a lime. I hate lime and coconut candles or anything that smells like BO in the year 10 locker room being sprayed with impulse. You know what I'm talking <laughs> yeah, about? You yeah. know those caramel candles? Yeah, not a fan. I hate them because it just takes me back to after PE when everyone was like, I'm a sweaty bitch, but I'm putting on impulse. So no one will know. <laughs> and it's just that sweet, sour mix. This is not like that. It's got this really heavenly note of citrus but then it's mostly smells like that fresh laundry kind of fabric softener vibe okay i like that it's beautiful it's really hard to explain normally i like a really masculine candle like i like a woody sandalwood sandalwood yeah, kind I of love those leathery i don't know how they get leather in there it's like <laughs> the biggest wank ever but you know those kind of really yeah musky musky candles yeah. i don't like a fruity or a too floral Neither. a candle i don't mind floral but it can't be sweet floral no it's got to be savory floral. <laughs> savory floral. No, subtle, uh, subtle. Yeah. Like a jasmine, jasmine yeah. rose, lavender. Girl, we're in sync on our candle love. Yeah, I, yeah. the sweet shit, no. Nah. Yeah. But yeah, anyway, it's called Smells Good by Feel Good Pilates and it does. Got a question. Yes. Because I'm a bit of a packaging snob. Yeah. Is it an aesthetically pleasing looking candle? Yes, it's lovely. I did turn it backwards <laughs> because the label is navy. <laughs> but the glass votive is lovely. It's just lovely. It was a lovely delight and surprise in my home. Well done. Pleasure by Pilates. What's it called? 
what's it called? Feel good. Pilates. Feel good. Pla- I'm Pleasure so- by Pilates. Sounds <laughs> like another online service. <laughs> Cue the outro. What season are you in now? I'm on my last day. So you're in the end of winter. I'm coming, coming out of into winter. spring. Coming out of winter into spring. Yeah, I do feel more energized today. I will say that. I'm autumn for sure. Oh, babe. Considering your chat on the potty, you were so angry at the world. <laughs> I am not surprised. <laughs> <laughs> One of these days we'll have an outro to our podcast. Great.